This was the sermon, this was the text of the sermon that I was going to preach anyway. This is the appointed scripture reading for today. Uh, from the Old Testament, it's from Exodus 17. And Moses is leading the people through the wilderness. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why do you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cries out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff which you struck the Nile, and go. And I'll be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out so that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called this place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a lot of you were here last week and... You know, I preached about uncertainty and facing uncertainty. And unfortunately, I had no idea how quickly we would actually face uncertainty. I didn't know on Sunday what was coming on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And but what I did say was that that when 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 God's calling us into uncertainty, the place to meet God is to go and lean into that uncertainty to um, go towards the places that we can't quite see, but we know that God is calling us to. And then to remember that Psalm 121, which the choir sang about, I lift up my eyes to the hills, and where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord in the hills, on the other side of the places that we can't see. And I think that we all need that today. Um. I think we need that because like we have said already, and like we all know, like we've never been here before. The, the only like parallel that I have heard any journalists or any scientists or anyone bring up is the flu of 1918. And none of you were here in 1918. And anybody who was here in 1918, as old as you may feel, was a child, and they survived, so they don't have a good memory of what it was or may have been like. So we don't know what it's like to have had a, a virus that started in China around Christmas time impact our lives here today. But what is clear is, for some reason, in some way, whether we like it or we don't, whether we believe it's a big deal or not, That's what's happened. That's where we're at. And the reality is it puts us in a leadership position that's not unlike the one that Moses experiences. Um, It puts us in a position where we need to discern what is best, where we need to help lead people in particular ways. um, And we need to 
find what we can do to provide what our folks need and what we need. So the people had followed Moses. It was clear that they needed to get out of Egypt and go. So they followed Moses initially and and it was fine. Um, And they had been walking and they had been wandering and they were, they got to the point where they were thirsty and they were tired. And, and just as a point of reference, if you remember Exodus, if you remember Exodus really well, which I'm sure you all do, Exodus 17 is 15 chapters from where we are going to get later the Ten Commandments. So they're 15 chapters from getting the Ten Commandments. They're not very far into the wilderness yet. And they're already kind of grumbling and complaining. And it, it, it brings us to a reality that, that all the time when we go on journeys, when we lead people on journeys, we get to the point where there is, there is some grumbling. There is some frustration. The, the people get upset. We talk about it in, in all sorts of ways. But, but you've been around long enough to know that at some point, someone's going to get upset because you changed something. At some point, someone else is going to get upset because you didn't change anything. Those usually happen about the same time. And, and then another group of people is just going to get upset because everybody else is upset. Might as well get upset too. Right? The people were grumbling because they got thirsty. And Moses, I don't know if he masterfully handled this situation or not. I know later he handles a leadership situation very poorly. But, but what Moses did was, was provided a path forward for people. And that's, I think, what we need to do also. Um, our path is only somewhat clear. And our path right now is predicated on the reality that we've been asked to not come to church. And if we're successful, here's the hardest part for me. If we're successful in this working, it's gonna, success is not going to look anything like success normally looks. Right? I mean, I mean think about it. If, if you're normally successful at something, there is an accomplishment that comes. If you're successful in school, you get to graduate. If you're successful in your diet, you get to lose weight. If you're successful in, in work, you get better pay, you get bigger titles, you get more opportunities. And if we're successful in this, the, the takeaway is going to be no one gets sick. The, the takeaway is going to be nothing happened. And at which point someone's going to look back and go, see, it worked. And someone's going to go back and go, see, it wasn't necessary. Right? We're in this like crazy uh, leadership position that makes us all like frustrated. And so let's take three brief lessons from Moses in this story. They're not hard. The first one is he listens. I don't know if Moses always listened to the people's grumbling, but clearly in Exodus 17, he listens and he realizes the people are really upset because they're thirsty. And he listened to their real needs. Now, you listen to people complain about things around church all the time. And you don't listen to them. Like, oh, that's just so-and-so saying that. Like, it's never hot enough. It's never cool enough. And you just dismiss it because that's not a critique worth listening to. 
But as we think about leading for the next week or two or three or more, it's going to require us to be good listeners. And we're going to have to actively listen. Moses listened to the people. Then Moses went, he went to the Lord. It's pretty obvious. But a lot of times we think we can accomplish things on our own that maybe we can't. So, so Moses goes to the Lord and says, what should I do to help these people? They have a problem and I can't help them. I've gone exactly where you've told me to go and I, I can't help them. So Lord, I, I, need you, I need you to intervene and to help. And the Lord listens to Moses and gives him a plan. Which brings us to the third thing. God used what Moses had to provide a way forward. Now, he didn't use it the exact same way. He said, take the staff and go to the rock. If you remember before, he said, take the staff and go to the water. And I'm going to make dry land for you. This time he says, take the staff, go to a rock. And he makes the rock wet. It's literally the exact opposite of how it was used once before, which tells us not that we just need to do what we've always done, but we need to acknowledge and realize and remember, okay, God has given us some things that we can use to be the church no matter what time it is, no matter what the opportunity is, no matter what the circumstances are we face. And so it will be our task to listen and to lead and to act in ways that utilize who we are and what we have. Which is kind of why we're not streaming worship today. Like, that's not normal for us. That's not natural for us. We could do it. I mean, Cindy and I could have had a two-person show here of, you know, a song and dance and whatever. But that, that's not who we are. What we realize is we got to figure out what it means for Oxford Baptist Church to be church in a weird time. And we may stream a worship service next week. We may stream worship service every day. Give, some, some, give people something to do. That's not Netflix. But, but we got to figure out who we are and how we lead from what God has given us. And so, we're leaders. You're a leader in the church. They've asked you to be leaders. They've voted on you and they, they put you forth. And, and so, as leaders, we remember that, that we've got to listen We've got to go to the Lord. Like if you aren't, if, 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 if this doesn't help your spiritual prayer life, <laughs> you know, what will? And, and third, God's given us plenty of gifts. It's our job to uncover them and, 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 and discover them so that we can use them in the best way possible for ourselves, for our families, for our friends, and for this congregation that means so much to all of us. Let's pray. Holy and loving God, we're thankful for another day that we have. We are trying to be wise. We want to be diligent leaders. And we want to be your people no matter what. So Lord, help us in this day. Help us in this meeting. And in every meeting and text and email and phone conversation and, and everything that happens in the foreseeable future that we, can, we can't see, but you can. Help us to be your people. Help us to figure out how to love your people. And help us to uh, share your love well uh, today and each day that lies ahead. In your name we pray. Amen.